Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In, the podcast where we talk about what's going on in our brains instead of what's happening outside. We're your hosts, Megan Myers and Steffi Predmore. This week's episode, Modern Day Hippies. Hello, hello. Hello. How's it going? It's good. (laughs) It is good. Um, We started cloth diapering this week, which we will talk about in a few minutes because it goes with our hippie thing. Uh, So figuring that out. I think the sleep deprivation is starting to catch up with me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I say sentences and I'm like, I don't know if that made any sense. <laughs> and I've never been a coffee drinker, but I'm starting to understand why people become caffeine dependent. Yeah. So I really wish I liked coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe it's good that I don't because I would probably develop quite a problem. It's probably better. Yeah. It's good if you can... Um figure out that weird balance of like just enough to like be able to power through right without having to just drink it constantly all day because then it becomes a problem (laughs) she she said as if she knew what she was talking about exactly (laughs) um so before we dive into our discussion on hippies um i just need everyone to know that i Maternity leave is the tits, first of all, because you can watch Netflix a lot while you are trying to keep your infant alive. And so I binged all of Love is Blind in like approximately three minutes, and I've never been more pleased with my trashy self. I do not get it at all you know what I watched it and I'm still not sure I get it and I'm okay with that (laughs) I just have I have I have no interest in watching it I'm baffled at the number of people who are obsessed with it to be fair you are also baffled by my watching of the bachelor franchise so I am not surprised that you're baffled by this that is true. I am baffled by your watching The Bachelor because I thought you were a smart person. But <laughs> you know I what? Mean, Even smart people sometimes just need to feel a little brainless. Nearly everyone I know, I feel, has watched the show, and I, I'm just really confused. I, I think probably because it's one of those like this cannot possibly be real, and so like I, a lot. That's what a, I mean. There's definitely some people that I know that have watched it because they like stuff like that, like The Bachelor. Like pretty much all of my friends that watch The Bachelor have watched it. Um, so that's not surprising. But there's some other people that have watched it that I think have probably watched because they're like, there's no way this show can be real. Oh, oh, this they really did this? What? And now it's such a train wreck, I cannot look away. Yeah, I guess I'm maybe because I'm just trying to reduce the number of train wrecks in my life that I can't. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes get it's on nice board. when it's someone else's train wreck. To be fair, but yeah. yeah, no, I don't blame you. It's definitely one of those. I was I convinced my our daughter's birth mom to watch, and so we were texting about it, and she was like, "This is." horrible but i can't stop watching i was like yeah that's exactly what i thought and i'm glad i drug you into this with me i'm glad we're going down together 
<laughs> so, you know, I I don't feel more intelligent after watching it is really... Do you feel less intelligent? Um... Mm. <laughs> well, you know what? I I did meet my husband not in a pod, which does make me feel more intelligent just in my life. So there is that. And some of these people are handling things and I'm like, oh, that is just definitely the wrong way to handle things. So it does make me feel more competent. So there's that. So it's like a, a confidence booster for yourself a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, I'm like, oh, look at at least you're not that bad. Look at our relationship. So at least I didn't meet my husband in a pod. At least he didn't propose to me before he'd ever seen me after three days of talking through a wall. I I don't know what a pod is and I don't want to know. No, you don't. I will live happily in my little bubble. Your podless bubble? Yes. (laughs) What's new with you? Um, well, you know, a few weeks ago, I can't remember how long ago it was at this point, but we had been talking about how I was going to train for a 10K. Mm-hmm. Been curious how that's going for you. Uh, it is not. Um, <laughs> so at the time of this recording, it's like a month away and there's basically like no way it could possibly happen. You're just going to have to uh, eat that, that money you paid. Yeah, it's fine. It's not a lot of money. Um, and I looked at transferring uh the registration to bob because he has been running and Uh, they don't allow transfers yeah (laughs) they don't allow transfers anyway or refunds which is fine but the funny thing was i was trying to talk to him about it and he was because he was like oh i just read your number well i'm like actually you can't because there's like real rules about (laughs) doing that because of like race fraud or whatever yeah um and he was like, well, how long is it? And I was like, it's a 10K. And he's like, oh, well, that's tough. I'm like, it's seven miles. And he's like, what? Like, he didn't realize. <laughs> Did he think it was like four or five He or thought something? it was like five, yeah. And he's like, well, that's actually like a really long time. And I'm like, I know. That's, that's why, why I'm not, not ready to do it. That's why it's not happening. <laughs> exactly. Bless. So um, I won't be running it this time. But the plan instead is for me to uh do some like 5k's okay through the throughout the year and then next year when it like rolls around again I'll be ready like, prepared yeah I think the problem is that when I decided I was gonna do it uh I had like been starting from like zero yeah. in terms of like current running fitness level mm-hmm. and then it was like winter so the weather was bad like every single day and there were like all these reasons why i couldn't go run right um and so it just compounded from there so i always feel like a 5k is a more reasonable start like yeah i don't i don't want to go out and just run three miles if i really had to i could probably do it if i really had to like i was being chased by something but you know i don't know it just seems like a better place to start if you're being chased though you have the benefit of adrenaline pushing you through i mean that's um, might be what i need to run right (laughs) exactly that's what i'm saying yeah yeah Yeah. so really we just need to put you in a scenario where you're being chased i mean i don't really think that's healthy overall (laughs) 
have that be my training plan in a constant state of adrenaline? It's probably I, not good. I think that's that counterbalances the actual health benefit of running. To well, begin with. I think that's what they, they call people on meth. You know, like <laughs> they probably could run real fast. Just saying. You know, who knew there were some benefits to meth? I mean, <laughs> uh, on that note. So, <laughs> I'm actually excited for this episode. I'm excited to talk about all of the, like, hippie stuff that you and I are into. We're both, like, moderate hippies. So, we thought it would be fun to talk about some of the stuff we're into. I mean, I know that I personally find a lot of the stuff that I have used by, like, some people I follow on social media and some podcasts that I listen to, and so... I'm, I mean, hopefully this will be useful for someone who is also pseudo-hippie or wants to be. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I... I mean, a lot of stuff that I buy in general has come from podcasts and or social media. So yeah, uh, yeah maybe we'll... I guess we don't necessarily want people to buy stuff if we're encouraging hippiness, but... You get the idea. Moderate (laughs) hippies. So, okay, before we dive into like the stuff that we like, the products that we like, and the resources that we like, why are you kind of a hippie? Uh, well, aside from like the trying to do my best to not kill the planet Mm -hmm. reason, which is a good reason. It's a big one. Um, I like to know what I am putting into my body or on my body Mm -hmm. and that's actually really hard to do if you are not a very 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 conscious consumer and so if you are doing things like the hippie way uh it's more clear because there's not like extra fillers extra additives blah 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 um and so that way I feel a little bit better about like my overall health um because I do think that a lot of the reason why I have been pretty healthy as a person knock on wood um is because that I have been working toward not putting a bunch of crap in my body or on my body and living a pretty environmentally clean life I think and also I have kids so I care about them trying to do better for them yeah i mean they have to live past me so (laughs) i need to be in a good yeah i need to be a good example too and try to get them to do the right thing absolutely single planet for sure yeah i know that um for alex in particular in our house um like he is especially driven by the environmental factor he is i call him the recycling police he is always like that could go in the recycling and he does it at work and stuff too um and my kids are recycling police (laughs) he well and like i care about it as well but that's like i think that's his biggest driver and then for me my like one of my bigger drivers i think is just more knowing what i'm putting in my body because i do have some like pre-existing health conditions um i have ulcerative colitis i have endometriosis i'm on some different medications and like to be clear i am very much a believer in western medicine it has literally saved my life 
Um, but I am on a number of medications. And so if I can be aware of some of the other things that I'm putting in my body so that I can try to stay as healthy as possible, um, then that's good. I also am very into cruelty-free products. Um, my I grew up with beagles and beagles are like the number one, um, one of the number one animals used in animal testing because their disposition is so great. Isn't and- it though? <laughs> Sorry for beagle owners. They are generally very sweet dogs. They might be <laughs> they might be pains in the ass because they're so <laughs> they're so curious, but <laughs> they are very sweet dogs. Um I I are my parents beagles have always been a source of Alex like scratching his head like these dogs are such pains in the ass but they're very very sweet um (laughs) but so I grew up with beagles and so um and I've seen so many videos of these dogs that have had the testing done on them and it just breaks my heart and I'm such an animal person and so that's a big driver for me as well and then you know that now that we're parents we're both like very conscious about the things that you know we're using in our house and um using on and around our daughter and stuff like that so you know there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons and you know I think that you don't necessarily have to overhaul your entire life I think it's sort of like when we talked to Kim for our fashion episode Mm -hmm. and she was like you don't have to like throw out everything in your closet or you don't have to like if you make small changes that can really those can really add up in the long run. And so I would just like encourage anyone listening who maybe feels overwhelmed and doesn't know where to start, like maybe pick one or two things. Yeah, like we're going to talk about a lot of different products, but that doesn't necessarily mean go out and buy these products and throw away what you already have. Like, please use what you already have. Yes. Because reusing stuff is like super hippie to begin with. Yes, that's actually like the real eco-friendly thing. We actually have a friend um, who is uh, Lindsay from Shrimp Salad Circus. Mm -hmm. She recently started um, uh, an Instagram account called Imperfectly Eco-Friendly, and we'll link to that in the show notes. And she talks about like giving she gives tips for having a more eco-friendly lifestyle with like very practical tips so again like not going out and every single thing that you do has to be super eco-friendly and organic and perfect Um, but like how can you incorporate things in in a reasonable easy way so I always like I always like her tips too yeah they're really practical and useful yeah for sure so Let's get to it. Uh, body care, I feel like, is a is a great place to start because we just talked about being mindful of the things we put on and in our bodies. So, what are what's some of your favorite uh, hippie body care things? Well, I w- figured we would start out talking about deodorant because uh, I feel like hippie deodorant is one of the hot topics. <gasps> Uh, especially if you are a podcast listener, you probably have heard an ad for Native. Mm-hmm. And I have used Native. Me too. Uh, it's pretty good, actually. Um, I liked it a lot. If you are new to natural deodorant, 
it does take a little bit of time for your body to get used to it. Yes. Uh, I tried using it and I was like freaking out because <laughs> I felt so gross and sweaty Ugh. and smelly to begin it with. It smelled like ass for like two weeks. It didn't take as long for me, but it did. I think it took it like a week and I was like, I don't know if I can do this because gross, yeah. disgusting. Um, but then your body does get used to it. Which, thank goodness. Yeah, because uh, I think your body's, like, expelling some of the the crap that it's, like, built up, right? I can't remember what the science is behind it. I'm not sure if it's that, but I think it's, like, any kind of body product. Like, mm-hmm. if you start using a new lotion or something, mm-hmm. sometimes your body can freak out and it just takes a little bit of time for, like, the pH kind of to even itself out. The other thing that I noticed with the natural deodorant... Um, And this is something that I read, and I think this is maybe why it took me a little longer. Um, Something that I read is that not all natural deodorants work the same for everyone. So you might have to try a couple brands in order to find that one that really works. Because I tried, I think I tried like Tom's of Maine. I tried, there was another one I tried, and then I tried native and it worked for me for a while and then I it kind of stopped working for me and then I switched to uh I think it's called like tweet tweet chirp or chirp chirp meow or meow meow tweet Uh, hold on hold the phone I gotta figure this out (laughs) uh it's called meow meow tweet okay (laughs) and I get it um from Package Free Shop, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, I remember I had tried um, the Toms as well. I had completely forgotten that I had tried it, but I tried it a few years ago and definitely did not work. Um, Some people love it, but ugh, yeah, it doesn't work for me. I don't like their lotion either, or I don't, or their toothpaste really. I guess I just don't like any of their products. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, I guess you're not going to endorse us. Tom's of me, sponsored, you know, whatever. Everybody's different. Uh, right now, I am using uh, a brand called Smarty Pits. Ooh, it's a I like char- that name. It's a uh, a charcoal deodorant, and it works really well. And it doesn't really have a scent, okay. which I actually like because I felt like the native deodorant, it ended up smelling too much like the scent of the deodorant and then it would mix with your sweat a little bit smell and it smelled kind of weird interesting like it didn't stink but it was definitely like this is not natural smell i don't know it's hard to explain i have a question about the charcoal deodorant yes is it is it black slash gray and does it that leave a cast like on your skin slash clothes it is black slash gray um, I have not noticed a cast on my skin. Uh, I was thinking about that this morning when I was putting it on and I haven't really noticed anything on my clothes either, but also I think that most of the clothes that I've been wearing have been darker clothes. I mean, I haven't really, most of your wardrobe is black or right. navy, black, <laughs> navy, dark gray. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I haven't been wearing anything that's white really to test out the color. I was thinking about that. I'm a little worried about um, that being a problem, but I feel like it absorbs well enough that that is not an issue, but we will yeah. see. Like maybe if you put it on like a, like a little bit before you got dressed, like while you were doing your hair or something. Yeah. It's like really, 
it's a it's a um really hard stick kind of situation it's not like super you know like native was more soft soft like creamy yeah and this one's harder um not in like a painful way but um just a little bit yeah the one that so the one i've been using is actually it comes in a jar um they have a they have a deodorant stick as well um but the one that i have been using is their deodorant cream and it comes in a little glass jar and you just like rub it on um like you have to stick your fingers in there and get uh-huh. it out or yeah okay <laughs> uh-huh um and it's um i don't I, it, I mean it is it is like it's very thick um I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe the texture. Um, but yeah, and you just like rub it into your armpits. Yeah. Uh, which was like a kind of weird to get used to, but I, I do like it. Um, and they do have a deodorant stick, which I bought and I keep in my bag for travel. And I like it because both the deodorant cream which comes in the glass jar and then the deodorant stick which is packaged in like it's actually like a cardboard tubing Mm -hmm. um they're both plastic free packaging that's cool yeah so i like i that's one of the reasons why i why i switched um to that brand and i've and i've it's been working for me so have you ever tried making your own deodorant i have not gone that far i tried it um a long time ago i have a super 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 old blog post on my blog um nice. and it works okay uh i'd want to try and do it again with like m- the more knowledge that i have about natural yeah. products and stuff and make it better i just haven't gotten around to it and also i it was like a th- the situation where you like made it and you put it in a jar and uh-huh. i think i did get tired of like scooping it out and getting it on my hands i feel like my family so my dad gosh this was probably over 20 years ago developed a really terrible allergy to antiperspirants Mm-hmm. Like just one day, this massive rash appeared basically from his elbow all the way down his side. And it took a while to like figure out what it was. And it turned out it was the antiperspirant. And it's like, especially back then, it was really hard to find regular deodorant that didn't have any perspirant in it. And so he had to go to natural deodorant back when <laughs> it like wasn't a thing. And I remember my mom like scouring like, health food stores and like what was available 20 years ago which were these weird literally these weird crystals (laughs) and my dad sweats like a maniac and just trying to figure out what the hell worked so i'm just gonna say natural deodorant people i think people who aren't familiar with like hippie stuff are still sort of like natural deodorant but guys Mm -hmm. natural deodorant has come a long fucking way yeah so from the dark ages because <laughs> my poor dad stank for a while oh i know it was so bad like i felt so bad for him so um what else i know there are toothpaste tabs that you can get have you ever used those yeah i have a bottle of those that i use for travel uh nice. i got mine at lush okay they sell them in various other places as well um I do like the concept. I don't particularly like the flavor that I got, which is sure. an unfortunate choice on my part. Um, 
it's just a weird it's not it's not straight up mint flavor Uh uh-huh it's a a lime mint flavor which for some reason i thought would be a a good idea and it's not (laughs) 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 so uh they're really great for travel because the bottle is pretty small Uh um and you get a ton in there so i mean it's many many more days that you could use these toothpaste tabs and you could use for like the little travel toothpaste oh yeah those travel toothpaste you get like two brushings out of them and you're like yeah all right well this is stupid yeah um so these are great and you just uh like chew it up in your mouth and don't spit it out and then you shove your toothbrush in there and brush away and so the tabs freak me out because like i cannot do for example like i cannot do chewable vitamins or anything of that sort and they are like chalky yeah and it reminds me too much of those but what i do use is tooth powder okay and i use a brand called g organics and it's essentially the same thing it's just already in a powder form Mm -hmm. um and it comes in a little uh, again like a little glass jar it is pretty small so it's, it's pretty easy to take for um travel um and you could put it into like an even smaller jar if you needed to but and and you could pack that because it's not a liquid so you could easily carry it on um and i've been using that for like a little over a year um and i like it alex calls it my hippie toothpaste and he hates it but uh we don't share a bathroom anyway so he's not really using my tooth like in need of using my toothpaste very often so um if you're like me you can't get over the idea of chewing up the (laughs) toothpaste tablets you can get tooth powder yeah they um it is a little weird to chew them up because uh i feel like i don't I don't necessarily chew it up enough to get it, like, to a powder. Yeah. I, like, chew it to get it, like... Broken up. Semi-broken up and frothy and stuff. And then a lot of, like, the pieces are still kind of large-ish, in my opinion. Um, So I might try the powder after I'm done with this bottle. But I feel like I'm going to be using this bottle for a while because... (laughs) I don't even know how many are in there, but it's a a lot in there. The one thing Uh, I will say about like more natural tooth paste tooth cleanser situations is Mm -hmm. that they don't foam up like traditional toothpaste at least the tooth powder does not and i would assume the same would be for the tablet things the Um, tablets foam up in like a different way yeah um it's like in a baking soda way yeah yeah Uh um so that takes a little bit to get used to because you're like is it working? Are my teeth getting clean? But mm-hmm. I've been to the dentist and they did not say my teeth weren't clean. So. Right. It's kind of the same thing where if you are used to using like a specific kind of body soap or something mm-hmm. and you're used to it being very lathery or something and you switch to a more natural one that doesn't lather as much or a shampoo mm-hmm. um, and people freak out because they think that it's the soap that gets you clean and partly it's the soap, but also it's just like the motion of cleaning yourself <laughs> yes 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 and like a lot of the things that like foam up are really just they're not really necessary it's more of like our brain is just connecting that with oh it's so clean yeah um i that so solid shampoo and conditioner i know is like the shampoo and conditioner bars i know mm-hmm. that those are big 
um, because there's no plastic involved. And I know a lot of people like them for travel. Have you used them? Because I, I that is one thing I have not used because I have such high maintenance hair. I have used the bar shampoo. I haven't used the conditioner. I feel like the, the bar conditioner is new or newer mm-hmm. at least. Um, I do remember liking the shampoo. It is really good for travel. Um, especially a lot of the brands that sell it, they make like a special little container for it that you can pop it in uh Uh, it's a weird the weird problem that i had with it was actually that like if you've ever had a like a bar of soap and then you try to like put a bar of soap into the soap travel thing Uh uh-huh and it just is like wet and kind of slimy and weird yes like that's that what happens with the shampoo bar as well like it sticks inside of it and then you have to like kind of dig it out and it's a whole thing Mm. um which is not awesome but it does work really well well that's good and i do think when i'm done with the kinds that i the shampoo and conditioner that i have right now i think i might actually try them again especially now that there is the bar conditioner Mm -hmm. because i'm really interested in seeing how it works yeah um especially with my weird thin hair that i have mm-hmm. yeah my hair is so curly and i have to use like special curly hair shampoo and so that's what that's like again like we talked about not none of us are perfect and this is the like shampoo conditioner like that's one area where i am not really willing to <laughs> to like go like plastic free at this point in my life um like i use shampoo and conditioner that doesn't have a lot of like the the bad crap in it right but it definitely comes in the like plastic bottle and that's just one where i'm like okay that's where i'm at because i do all this other stuff um right. so speaking of plastics I know I've been trying to be more conscious of using fewer single-use plastics mm-hmm. um, in the last year or so. I discovered, and I actually think it's because Kristen Bell mentioned it on her Instagram, I found a website called Package Free Shop, and they have some really cool products. I get the tooth powder and my deodorant cream from there, um, and everything that they they have on their site are like free of single-use plastics and the thing that I think is kind of cool about them is for everything that's listed on their website like you know you'll usually get like a description of what the product is and like what the ingredients are they also include what they call end of life and so it shows you like For example, if you buy this deodorant stick um, and you go to end of life, it says deodorant and paper packaging are 100% compostable. So like once you're done with the product, how do you dispose of the packaging that is left in an environmentally friendly way? Mm -hmm. Or how can you reuse it or recycle it or whatever, Uh, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, that's always a concern. Yeah. Uh, Because, yeah, you're left with a lot of things or even if you get like um, like compostable, biodegradable things, like what can actually be composted in 
your home compost and what needs to go to like a fancy composting facility and what can actually be recycled and how do you recycle it and it tells you all of those things Um, and there's I mean hundreds of products on here and all sorts of different categories so I think that there are some pretty cool products on here Um, and it's one of those where like I dive on into this website and I'm like oh yeah, I want this and I want this and I'm going to be so green. <laughs> I want to overhaul my whole life. Um, so that's one that's one thing that I have found um, that I like a lot. And then have you been seeing these ads on social media for these plastic-free razors? Um, I'm not sure. I see a lot of ads for razors and other random things but i don't know if it's any plastic free ones what's the brand so there's two of them that i've been seeing one is leaf razor l-e-a-f razor and the other one is we the people we o-u-i the people um and they're both like metal razors and so they're expensive to buy up front but then you instead of having a cartridge that you replace it actually you replace the individual blades like Um, olden days like olden days yep (laughs) um and matt it's so funny how like some of these things were like oh my gosh it's so radical and you're like it's literally like pioneer days um (laughs) I have not seen these, actually. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm sure I will now that we've been talking about it. My phone's right here. And right? Me, well, but. and if you don't, I'll have to send you the link. Because um, they just started popping up on my like Instagram and Facebook in the last couple weeks. And I'm very curious and very, very interested in them. Because, um, I mean, my husband does not shave. So, and like when he trims his beard, he uses an electric beard trimmer. So I'm the one that uses the razors in our house. I never replace them as often as I'm supposed to. And I still go through this just ridiculous amount of plastic razors and cartridges. Mm -hmm. And so they're very, also they're like, are kind of pretty. I don't know. They look really (laughs) nice. So... I'm very, I'm very curious about them. So I, if anyone has used them, I want to hear about it. Yeah, I do use the kind that has the refillable cartridge part. So at least like I'm not yeah. getting a new like handle every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would be interested in these other ones. I'm worried about cutting myself because I know yeah. that the ones that you like the mass produced ones or whatever. Um, like the way that they're made, they're very safe for yes. not cutting yourself. So and I'm guessing these are sharper. Probably. The leaf ones I haven't looked at as closely, but I was just looking at the We the People one today, and it's actually a single blade razor. They call it a safety razor. Um, and there's like a reason why it's a single blade and it's supposed to be less irritating on your skin and blah, 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 closer shave, yada, yada. Um, mm-hmm. But they actually, like, they walk you through like how to use it so you don't cut yourself because you're you're not supposed to add any like really add any weight to it and like that can be kind of a thing to get used to um but all and I read a bunch of reviews and the reviewers were basically like the first time or two you do it you're like ah this is totally different um but then once you get used to it it is a really great shave so I don't know 
I, I again, I have a lot of questions. They are a little expensive, so it's one of those things I want to research more before I just like try it. But right, I have a feeling I will be trying it soon because that's how my that's how I work. <laughs> I'm sure that's usually how our conversations go. Yes. Did you see this thing? I'm buying it right now. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much and then one of us gets the ad and the other gets the ad and then we stare at it for three weeks and they're like okay i'm finally buying it um so yeah other plastic free stuff Um, yeah i got a um a travel straw Mm, mm -hmm. that i like a lot it's a collapsible uh and it has a little collapsible brush and it comes it has a little case so you can carry it with you um, is it one that's on like the key, your keychain, or is it? Do you just like carry it in your purse? I carry it in my purse. It's not a keychain one. Uh, I also don't like putting things on my keychain. Mm. I don't. That's fair. Yeah, I don't want to have like a giant bundle of. You don't whatever want to be a, like a uh, custodian. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's also not 1997, so it's weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I just keep it in my purse with me. Um, I do admit sometimes I forget to use it, but I am much more conscious now about straws in general yeah. and try not to use them if I can. I know a lot of people think that it's silly to be worrying about plastic straws when you know corporations and blah blah blah, but I figure. Every little thing counts. Small changes. Yeah, and why not? And also, if you have a metal straw, your drinks taste colder. Also, then you don't get those terrible paper straws that they use at restaurants now that I just... The paper straws are terrible. terrible. I'd rather have no straw at all than a paper straw. Uh Uh-huh. Don't bother giving me one. Yes, (laughs) and I was at a restaurant the other day and where they give you paper straws, and I took it out because I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And then she like, I don't know, she think I like, I don't know what the waitress thought. She like brought another one and stuck it in my drink. And I was like, I, I, I did it. There was nothing wrong with that one other than it was a paper straw and I didn't want it. Like, I The problem it with purpose. the paper ones is that they absorb the water they or liquid. Mushy. And so they get mushy at the <laughs> bottom. And then it, depending on what you're drinking... It makes it very difficult. Um, we were at a bar in London and we ordered this drink that was like a chalice, basically, uh-huh. full of, it was like a punch, basically, and it, it was full of ice and the drink, but there was so much ice in it. Oh, the paper And there was paper straws, up. and that's just like not a battle that paper straw can win. <laughs> no, it's and not. So there was much alcohol left undrunk right and i'm not trying to shotgun a cocktail no so i'm not gonna drink it fast enough so the straw doesn't get soggy it's a whole thing it's a whole thing i mean i appreciate the effort that restaurants are going to but i just prefer when they just don't give you one and then yeah you just need to ask like i would just i prefer that's my personal preference like is for them to just not give you one and then you just have to ask if you want one. Right, because I feel like at a restaurant um, where there's table service, mm-hmm. even if you if they, if they you don't ask for one, but if they just leave them on the table, I feel like they still throw them away afterward. Oh, totally. Yeah, because I'm not going to, like having been a server, like basically anything that was on that table that gets thrown away it's gonna that yeah especially like if it touches the table like mm-hmm. it, it goes because you just don't really know what 
it's who's been touching it, what has been happening. So yeah, I I am with you there. They definitely get thrown away. Yeah. Um, I always try to carry my reusable water bottle with me when I travel, and I'm kind of hit or miss on that as to whether I remember it. I always remember to bring mine. I don't always remember to bring it after I get to the hotel. <laughs> oh, sure. Like to where, like if you're at a conference, taking it with you. Like, yeah. A lot of yeah. time what happens is that I like, get to the hotel and then I leave it um, sitting right next to my bed because that's mm-hmm. where I used it. Uh, be- also because it's heavy and I'm a, a big baby about carrying lots of things. Yes. <laughs> but I do try to bring it on every trip that I'm on. And I'm really happy that there's all of those water stations at the airports now. Yes. Same. My only wish was that the water was cold. Because mm-hmm. it's like, sometimes it's cold, but a lot of times it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not as great to drink. But I really appreciate that they have made the effort to install of those everywhere yes. that I've been lately. Uh, I did have an interesting time when I was in Europe where my water bottle was too tall. for the little dispenser so I couldn't actually I had to use the regular drinking fountain thing to fill it up but it's fine awkward yeah Americans that are large items it's not even that big of a bottle I don't know funny too many expectations I do like mine though it's uh I have a stainless steel one I think you have the same kind uh uh, a swell or I think it's a swell uh yes um I like it. Keeps things very cold. The only it's thing awesome. I don't like about that is it's hard to see when it's almost full, and so I've had many a like spillover situation. Yes, I have had the same issue. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also why the cold water is great because you can sort of feel as it goes up the side, like mm-hmm. when the metal gets cold. You're like, okay, this bottle's almost full. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, it is a it is a struggle. <laughs> to yeah. Know. I've had a few embarrassing moments there. I mean, <laughs> not like I don't do embarrassing things in other ways. It's just my life. It's fine. It's fine. So I know with regard to like health, you and I are both big into elderberry. You, I think you got me into elderberry. I don't even so. remember like how it happened. Basically, our whole team at work is all like, Maybe not all of them, but we try to we try to all be on the elderberry train, yes. essentially because elderberry is really good for you. Um, it's kind of also a little bit of like one of those woo woo things where people are like, "Does it actually help you?" But there are all these studies out there that it helps your immune system, yeah. and so anything that helps your immune system, I am for. Um, also, it doesn't taste disgusting. No, it tastes good. It tastes great. It's easy to take. So there yeah. comes in a liquid, or you can get uh, chewable gummies. I actually also have capsules that I—that's what I travel with. Are like oh, I haven't tried the capsules. Mm-hmm. That's smart. And in terms of like the woo-woo, does it really work? Alex is the biggest skeptic on some of my like woo-woo things, mm-hmm. and he fully believes in the elderberry. He has experienced the power of the elderberry, and he is the first one when he starts to feel something coming on, he is guzzling the elderberry. So mm-hmm. my skeptic husband is on this train with us. I think that is almost as much proof as we need that that shit works. 
I will just say that I have been taking it consistently for more than a year, um, especially on any trips that we have, conferences, mm-hmm. stuff like that, and I have not gotten sick from any of those. Yeah, I I don't necessarily take it every day, but I take it leading up to travel, and I try to take it like while I'm traveling because, I mean, in addition to like if you're flying, obviously you're in small spaces with lots of germy people, but I also have a suppressed immune system from some of the medications that I'm on, and so I have to be especially careful, and I have not gotten sick from a trip while I've been on this elderberry train. Yeah. So, and like when I start to feel like a scratchy throat or something, I guzzle some elderberry and it really kicks it out of me. So say what you want about it, but I think it works. Also, you can make your own elderberry syrup, but I am not quite that much of a hippie yet. Uh yeah, I have not figured out where to source elderberries here in Texas, but uh there's a store here in town I think that sells dried elderberries, which I think is how you most is mostly how you get them. Um but I just I haven't done it yet. I I have a feeling it will happen at some point, but I'm guessing it's probably cheaper to buy it the way you've been buying it though. So. Most likely. But, most likely. you know, for experimentation's sake. Well, you might as and well try it. The, th- the one thing I have heard about making it yourself um, is that then you can use like local honey in it, which is all supposed, you know, supposedly if you are in- are ingesting honey that is local to you, it helps with things like allergies because it's got all the stuff from I- the nature around you. Look at me and my science. I'm so sciencey. I am science. <laughs> Incarnate. It's because the bees are, in theory, taking the pollen from whatever plant that you're allergic to yes. and using that to create the honey. Yes. But there, apparently, there in Texas, the bees do not gather honey and gather pollen from the cedar tree. <laughs> <laughs> they, even they don't want that shit. <laughs> because I have never had the honey thing work for me. Well... In Illinois, supposedly it works. So I have heard that if you make your own elderberry syrup and you use local honey, that it's sort of like an extra, like, bonus. But Mm -hmm. again, haven't tried it myself. Cannot, you know, attest to that. But, you know, test it if you want. If anything, it would be extra delicious. It would be extra delicious. So also I know somebody that used their homemade elderberry syrup to make cocktails like a ginger elderberry cocktail and that sounds fucking amazing yeah that sounds great yeah what a I great would, way to take your medicine i would drink the shit out of that so <laughs> i'm into it um okay here's a hippie thing that we are not fully on board with um i want to talk about our take on essential oils um yeah so my, personal, okay. so my personal thing on essential oils, I am not one of those people that's like essential oils will cure everything because I don't think that they do. Um, however, I do think that they do serve, they can serve some purposes, um, purposes. Uh, and so like, I think, I do think that lavender essential oil is can be effective for, 
like stress and things like that. I do think that peppermint um, can be really great for like settling a st- settling your stomach or if you have a headache. Um, I do think that tea tree oil or melaleuca is great um, if you have like certain skin things or, you know, because it really does have like anti bacterial properties um that i do think are effective um i do i use lemon essential oil to get like um like the sticky stuff from like stickers like if there's like price stickers or something on something that need like a glass jar um I, it's really great for getting that off really well. So there's definitely things where situations where I use them, but I am not, I do not have a whole cabinet of them and I don't pull them out for everything and to like change my mood and stuff. Yeah, I uh, I think we all know people who are into essential oils and um, possibly sell them, mm-hmm. try to sell them to you on their <laughs> Facebook groups, which is great. Uh, um it's great i'm glad you are enjoying what you're doing and making somewhat of a living absolutely Uh, (laughs) we are proud of you yes um it's interesting to me that people like are really into the oils because for me where i'm like oh well yeah lavender is really great for calming but also like well i would just use lavender like or like with um Orange, I think, is supposed to be calming as well, or stress mm-hmm. relief. I think that's the one that I've gotten um, like little roller balls of. Mm-hmm. And so it's also like, well, I have oranges. I could just do that myself as well. Yeah. So there's kind of like a level of like, I I guess it makes sense that it's all prepackaged for you, right? But also a little bit of like. What you have to use an essential oil like do you you have cancer what about essential oils like right. i feel like at some point it feels like that from the way people some people react right yes um i am really into tea tree oil but for the some reason i guess maybe because i started using tea tree oil before the latest essential oil craze started mm-hmm. i don't really consider it an essential oil if that makes sense sure i just consider it like a really useful tool i don't i'm not like oh tea tree oil it's an essential oil that i have to have in my my bag with me all the time right um shit ton of uses yeah i used it for uh mosquito bites Ooh, smart yeah it helps a lot actually uh i'm gonna have to try that because i get the worst mosquito bites yeah, I I get really bad ones. I think I've maybe tried it on burns before, which also mm-hmm. I don't know if that is recommended. I, so we are not doctors. No, <laughs> I so when I get my I have really sensitive skin, and when I get my eyebrows waxed, um, a lot of times I get like angry, little angry welts um, for the next yeah. couple of days, and I mm-hmm. use like a combination of like tea tree and lavender um to -hmm. just sort of like clean it off and also like calm it down and that helps a lot um at least for my skin um i do sometimes make like a face mask with honey activated charcoal um i get like the little like capsules and i just 
pull them apart and add the powder into the honey and then I'll add like a drop of like lavender essential oil um, and it's like super calming and moisturizing so I use it for stuff like that um, but um like there and I have used some um like if I'm getting sort of a scratchy throat like I have definitely like I have gargled like certain essential oils and it's definitely kind of helped but um yeah I'm I'm I only take it so far yeah I have a friend who uh she wrote a book about um like natural skincare and stuff like that and one of the things that she um wrote about I don't know if it's in the book or just in general that I read her writings on but a lot of people use essential oils incorrectly to begin with oh I'm whereas you know they're not diluting it as much as you should um and it can get really dangerous if you're not actually following the instructions so yes and the ones that I use like lavender you can use pretty much straight especially if you're an adult like it's fine tea tree like the ones that I use are like pretty easy foolproof ones for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, Cause yeah, otherwise I, it gets a little intimidating and confusing to yeah. a point, but there's, you know, again, teach his own. Like if you are, if you are using them correctly and they're working for you, power to you. Like, yeah. All for it. But I personally, there are times where I'm just going to go take an Advil because I just desperately need to get rid of this headache. So, you know, like there's, I, you know, we all have our things. Um, obviously we're both into food. I don't know if people have noticed that before. Um, I know that I think we've talked about kombucha on here before and the fact that neither of us brew it at home because the SCOBY freaks us out. It is disgusting. It's awful. (laughs) And I don't even I don't even really like the flavor either. So um, maybe like, there's a flavor out there that I might like, but it's you know you gotta find the kind that doesn't have the stuff at the bottom. Yeah, Megan cannot drink kombucha with the mother. No, uh, <laughs> I know that's like supposed to be the part like you're supposed to drink that. It's supposed no. to be the best mm-hmm. part for you, but I can't nope, nope, do nope, it. Nope. Um, yeah, I'm with you. It freaks me out, and I can't drink the last. If I have one that has the mother in it, I can't drink like the last like quarter to half inch of the bottle um i like ones that are like ginger or grapefruit flavored um because i think that they work well those flavors work well with the kind of vinegariness of the kombucha but it's definitely an acquired taste Mm -hmm. um it also makes me kind of gassy so there's that that's from the the fizzness yeah, fizz, it is. Like, fizzy stuff definitely does that. Um, so, I, I mean, I know people that brew their own kombucha, and I see them doing, like, really cool flavors. And it's one of those things that I'm like, maybe someday I'll try it. And then I'm like, mm, I'm keeping a lot of things alive right now. I don't need to be keeping a SCOBY alive. <laughs> like, I'm That's not even commitment. sure when I last fed my sourdough starter. It was before the baby was born. So it might be dead in my fridge at this point. So kombucha is kind of low on my list. Like, maybe <laughs> when my kid is like 10 and more pretty self-sufficient. But right now, nope. <laughs> yeah. And then at that point, your kid will be like, what are you doing? 
what is this? Or maybe thing? not. In ten maybe years, not. who maybe knows? She'll what be helping be. me. Who knows? It's hard to say. Yeah. You can a lot. I do. Um, I used to can more than I did, uh, partially because I realized um, we don't eat that much jam. <laughs> <laughs> I used to. I used to make jam every season based mm-hmm. on whatever was in season, uh, which meant a lot of jam. Yes. And uh, we really only like a few different flavors, um, mainly strawberry. I love um, strawberry jam. Yeah. And so I, it's actually strawberry season right now, which is exciting for us. Um, but we will go to the strawberry farm and I'll get a ton of strawberries and I'll make jam. And then we'll have enough jam probably for the whole year. Because like I said, we don't eat that much jam. Um, but also I really like to do tomatoes. Okay. I like to can uh, just like crushed tomatoes mm-hmm. and tomato sauce and pasta sauce and pizza sauce mm-hmm. and salsa. So that ends up being like, I don't know. I think the last time I did it, it was like 60 pounds of tomatoes Holy or something. Holy shit. But it also meant like I was canning for like a long time. It wasn't, it wasn't just like a one day project. It was multiple days. My friend helped me. There was like a whole, it's a whole process. And like a production line. uh, Sort of. Yeah. And it only works because I've done it for a few years now. Yeah. And so I have like somewhat of a system down and I do have like big enough pots and stuff like that now. Yes. Um, for anyone who is interested in canning, a really good book to get started is any of the Food in Jars books. They are written by a friend of mine. Her name is Marissa. She they're all about canning, um, and they are they skew towards smaller batches. And she okay. even specifically has one that's called Preserving by the Pint, and so all the recipes oh. are really small. So if you live in like an apartment or you just have a smaller kitchen or maybe it's just you by yourself or you and one other person lives with you, you don't have to be making like 12 jars at a time. Nice. Which is how those like the ball book and like those other recipe books a lot of the time. Like your grandma's canning recipes. Right. They make like a ton because the whole idea was to put up for the whole year. But a lot of the books now like take practicality into <laughs> into account right. and our the recipes are a lot smaller and it also makes it a lot easier to try different recipes right because i've tried making some recipes that we ended up not really liking and then you're stuck with all of this right like you did all the work so you're like i don't want to throw it away right like pasta sauce and um salsa in particular those two have been like really hard for me to find like the recipe that my family will like and because you're dealing with like chemical balance and ph and like all sorts of sciencey things you cannot just swap things around and add whatever ingredients you want if you're using a water bath canning system yeah so you do have to follow the recipes but I think it's worth it. I think having those ham- home canned goods is awesome. And like, it's a really great feeling in December to like have something that you can in the middle of the summer because it's yeah. not just you getting the like summer flavor of all of that, but you also get like the memory of you doing it. Like if you did it 
with a friend or if your family helped you and it just like brings good goodness into your meal more aside from the fact that you have this can of tomatoes yeah i don't can um because i never learned how uh my it's not something that my family knew how to do because my great-grandmother taught herself how to cook and you don't really teach yourself how to can at least you didn't in the you know 1920s when she got married right um and so it's just not something that we've ever done um but i do like i we have a big freezer in our shed and so um i do freeze like tomato sauce and stuff like that um and it is amazing in the middle of winter to like pop open a a jar of you know homemade tomato sauce because it just tastes so much better and you're like, look, I made this in the summer and all the good feels. Um, speaking of summer produce, I don't know if I, I was like struggling. Like, do we consider farmers markets to be hippy dippy or not? I think it might depend on where you live. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit. It, I, it's it, I'm torn because I think it's a little bit hippy, but also it's a little bit bougie. Sure. Um because where I live, the farmer's market is expensive. Yeah. It's not like the place you go to save money on your grocery bill. Uh-huh. It's a good place you go to support your local farmers, but uh-huh. it is definitely not going to be cheaper than going to the grocery store up the street. Yeah. Um, whereas uh, in the Midwest, it's definitely, in my experience, been uh, so much cheaper to go to the farmer's market. Right than to buy the same like quality items at the grocery right. store right and i and i think that the quality designation is important because you know especially at the farmer's markets that i tend to go to there's a lot of organic produce re- like really high quality produce and to get that same produce at the store is a lot more expensive um obviously if you're going to go to the store and you're going to buy like the conventionally grown produce that's you know maybe maybe something that's not very high quality then obviously the grocery store is cheaper but when you're looking at like when you are comparing quality apples to quality apples um a lot of times the farmer's market is cheaper and you get to support your local farmers we also well, and I know that you guys do do a CSA share, which CSA stands for Community Supported Agriculture. So essentially farmers will have people um, purchase, you purchase a share of their produce for the season. And every week for a designated period of time, you get a box of produce. Um, and so you are partaking in the, the produce that that farm is growing um you're also like you're taking on the risk that you know there could be a year that it isn't great and maybe you don't get as much but in the years that we've been doing it we always end up getting way more than our money's worth um by the end of the season because there's always surplus of something and so you end up getting like a shit ton of tomatoes or greens or whatever it might be um and that's another really great way to support your local farmers and get really high quality produce at a reduced price and also like kind of explore new produce that you might not normally pick up at the store yeah that's definitely how i like learned how to cook in general was because 
I didn't know what most of the stuff in my boxes were. <laughs> You're like, uh, ah! what's this weird vegetable? I don't know. Better figure out what it is so we can cook it. Otherwise, right. we'd throw it away. Um, we use a service that's called Farmhouse Delivery, which is similar to a CSA. Um, it's it's almost like an online grocery store, oh, but okay. they have like a, a produce box bundle, which is the equivalent of a CSA, Okay. except they work with a variety of local farmer partners, which means you get uh, more variety within your box. Mm-hmm. And then it's not as dependent on what is um, happening in a season. Whereas if you're getting a CSA from like one farmer and mm-hmm. the spinach is kind of like bug eaten and sad like you're still gonna get that in your csa box right whereas with this one they like try to find the best one yeah so it's kind of like the the best of both like if you're like concerned about quality um it's a good option if you live in central texas yeah that's awesome um so and they have their csas all across the country Um, obviously depending on where you live the seasons are going to run differently maybe there will be some that are year-round for us they're the farm that we get ours through they run a summer one which is like may through october and then they do a winter csa Um, so you're getting a lot of the things that they've been able to put up for the winter your root vegetables and things like that Um, we haven't done the winter one before but we've done the summer one i think this will be our fourth year doing it um and like i said we have not been disappointed yet and like even like last year our spring the spring was really hard for farmers and they our farm like they're very open with us and they're like this could be a hard year might you like you i don't know if we can give you your money's worth this year but by the fall even though the spring was hard by fall they had caught up and so you know, we still got 24 weeks of produce. We just started a little later and went further into the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's another, and that's another reason why I like working with those local farmers because they, it's much more personal. Like you get to know them and you get to like trust that they, they really so greatly appreciate your support. Like they're not going to just give you crap. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And they should be, uh, if you're not even already, I think right about now is when they're probably uh-huh. starting to get new people on board. So yeah. if you search around, I'm sure that you'll find a CSA near you that is looking for new members. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one last thing before we talk about some of our favorite resources for all of our this hippie shit that we've been talking about. Uh, baby stuff, because that's my life at the moment. <laughs> So much hippie baby stuff. So much hippie baby stuff. Um, I feel like hippie baby stuff is so much easier now than it was when your oldest was a baby just 12 years ago. Uh, I feel like it probably is. I, I think even when, when Reese was a baby, it was, there was a lot of stuff, but it was still like definitely more on the like, you're definitely a hippie if you're doing this kind of thing where now it's more um more mainstream like you can get you know moby wraps and all that stuff at target now yes um whereas when i wanted to do baby wearing i had to like buy my things on etsy or like a special baby store online right um you can buy cloth diapers everywhere uh it's pretty amazing 
It is really amazing. So we started cloth diapering this week. Um, we're starting off doing it just during the day and then we'll kind of see how it goes if we decide to do it at night as well. Um, I am super into it. Um, they're so cute. <laughs> also, they are. That helps. It helps a lot. Really they're really help. cute. <laughs> also, they're like the ones they make. They're so easy now. This is not mm-hmm. like when our grandparents were, you know, diapering our parents and it was baby origami held together with safety pins. Um, like, well, you know, those they still sell. They still sell the prefolds. They still sell those prefolds, but what everybody uses them for now is burp cloths. Oh, and they're the best burp cloths. They are. They're so <laughs> absorbent. I've got a spitty baby, and we have just dozens of them lying around. They're the best burp cloths. The actual ones that they market as burp cloths are like horrible. The size trash. of a tissue. Absolute and these trash. ones are so much better. So, so much better. Um,. And, but the like cloth diapers that you can get now that most people use, um, they're just as easy to put on and use as like a disposable diaper. You just wash them, um, which is, which I think will be great when we have like grandparents or, you know, daycare or anything like that, um, taken care of or just so that, you know, we can continue to use them and and i and i'm not going to be like a weirdo and be like oh my gosh i can my my ch- i can never use a disposable diaper on my child like if we're going to be traveling like it's probably going to be disposable um, oh yeah we're using cloth wipes we're switching to cloth wipes at home but we'll use disposable wipes like in the diaper bag and on the go but mm-hmm. i even like just the three weeks that we were using only disposable the amount of garbage was insane and we were using the um hello bello diapers which are more environmentally friendly than like your average like pampers or whatever and even still i was just had so much environmental guilt i was like oh my god it's a lot yeah i know a lot of people are grossed out by cloth diapers and they Mm. they try to argue that the water usage evens it out from at disposables, but I really don't think it does, especially it does if you are able to either um, use the diapers for multiple kids or like if you can get them secondhand yeah. or donate them to another person who's going to have yeah. a baby. Which is how we got ours. We got most of our stash was donated to us. Yeah, so. they last a really, really long time so if you long. take care of them. And also, like especially because most of our stash was given to us um so much cheaper i i think i heard a stat that it costs something like three to four thousand dollars to diaper one child in disposable diapers like from birth to potty training yeah i believe it it's a lot of money and you can cloth diaper a child for that same amount of time for a few hundred dollars so yeah I mean, even if I'm paying more money on my water bill, it's still, there's no way it's adding up to that amount of money. And like, we're formula feeding. Um, and so that is obviously costing us money. Um, we're, we have some breast milk that's donated to us, but you know, mostly we're using formula. And so wherever we can balance out some costs, I'm willing to do that. So cloth diapers, also cloth diaper butts are just so fluffy and cute. They are really cute. The only problem is that you have to 
size up the clothes. Oh, yeah. So I already discovered the, the pants. Her pants don't like- fit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, she was already almost grown out of her newborn pants. So we just bopped up to the three-month pants. <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, mm, they need a little extra room in the butt here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she got some junk in her trunk now. Junk in her trunk. Yeah. Yes. And they also get... Uh, a lot easier once they start eating um, solid food. Yeah. Because then the poop gets solid. Oh, yeah. And then just, just like goes right it. in the toilet. It's amazing. Perfect. Perfect. Just like a real person. Just like a real, a real human. Yeah. So, and I know, like, we'll, I'll probably make some of our own baby food and stuff again, probably almost more as like a cost balancing effort than um anything else because you can get like really high quality baby food now Mm -hmm. i know you and i were talking the other day and you were saying like when your kids especially when reese was a baby like the baby food was crap so you made his baby food but yeah it was disgusting yeah um i think we got like a couple when he was old enough to start eating and then we were like we're not we can't this is too gross yeah. And the thing about making your own baby food is that you can freeze it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like crazy cheap if you're yeah. just doing like the intro level like purees. You can get a shit ton out of one sweet potato. Yeah. Or like <laughs> one bag of peas. Like that's a month's worth of food for a baby. Right. Because they only, yeah, especially when they're starting off, you only feed them like little nibbles because they're still getting the most most of their nutrition from either the breast milk or the formula yeah so you're just getting them used to it so yeah <laughs> I'm all for like paying way less money and getting a month's worth of food out of like a sweet potato <laughs> yeah it worked really well for us for reese we made our own food and then for max we did baby led weaning because uh-huh. he's the second child and i'm lazy yes um and so he just kind of ate whatever mm-hmm. the we were eating and um he had a really good gag reflex and so if there was anything that didn't work he just puked it right up which is what they're supposed to do do, yeah it's disgusting but you know that's why you have a gag reflex yes um and they're both good eaters so they both love broccoli and peas and green beans so i I yeah i figure i must have done something right yeah (laughs) and that's and uh, I think we'll probably end up doing some like sort of hybrid of like purees and like some baby wood leaning stuff with Eden um, when we get to that point. But um, yeah, I, I, I just, I do, f- I feel like it is a lot easier to be a little bit more hippy dippy with your children now because it's easy to find that stuff at Target or Walmart even. Um, yeah, I think before was. a lot of it was, um you know maybe you know before I had kids it was a lot of the hippie type of stuff was um more economy based where like people Mm -hmm. did it out of necessity yes and now uh like you and I like make the conscious choice to do it but I think a lot of people do it because like they can afford to be crunchy or whatever yes um and so they're not necessarily doing it because i like realize all the benefits of it yes but they're and, also like i can afford this fancy whatever and i think that that is a really important distinction to make that there are some things that are done because it is more economical um 
and there are definitely some things, some of the hippie things that we do that are that are more economical choices. Um, but there are some things that are that come from a place of privilege. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's important to acknowledge that, like, we are privileged to be able to make some of these choices. Yeah. Um, and how we spend our money and how we choose to consume certain things. So, um, I know, like I, I like I know, I, I just said you can get a lot of things at your like mainstream stores, your Targets, your WalMarts, your whatever other gro- you know whatever grocery store is local to you. Um, but some of our other favorite resources for some of these things, we both use Grove Collaborative, which we've talked about before. Yeah, I really like it uh, for getting a lot of my cleaning products. Uh, They send a lot of stuff that's like package free. So you basically Mm -hmm. have your own container or you can buy one of their containers and they send Mm -hmm. refills. It's really convenient. Um, And their ingredients are pretty clean for, you know, cleaning products as they can be without making them yourself. Uh, and it's kind of, you can get it on subscription. So that yeah. makes it like super, so yeah, much we easier. Get, we've been getting growth boxes every month for probably close to three years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And, and it's great because it does every month. It's like, what do you need? And I'm like, oh shit, I'm out of this, this, and this. And mm-hmm. it comes right to my door and I don't have to leave my house, which is great because introvert. Right. <laughs> um, I just, we just talked about package free shop, which I love. I also recently discovered packed clothing p-a-c-t packed clothing um it's like organic cotton clothing and it's really pretty affordable um nice quality i got alex some t-shirts on there that are super soft um and they also just look really good on him so i like them um and i also got the baby like this really cute little zippy like hoodie sweatshirt thing that's super soft and cute um so I think I'll probably get more stuff from there. Um, so that's just an option for some more eco-friendly clothing. Yeah, I've been looking at that place. Um, I haven't actually bought anything from there yet, but it is definitely top of list for when I need things. Right. Like I'm not. I'm trying not to just like buy things for the sake of buying things, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex had a lot of very ratty ass t-shirts. So I just bought him some. I was like, here, here are some new t-shirts. I'm throwing away some of these others. Um, and I need to do, I need to do that again. So, um, yeah. I will I say that for our husbands, they uh, are really good at wearing all of their clothing into oh the God. ground. Legitimately into <laughs> the ground. You want to talk about like being conscious of not over consuming clothes. Talk to my husband. Oh boy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have to regularly, like, force him to go buy new work pants, etc. Because he's worn just giant holes in them. Like, oh my god, this is inappropriate. Go get something new. A couple other stores that we both really like, or at least I like one of them. We both like another one. Um, for footwear is that I'm super into Rothy's. Uh, mm-hmm. They're made from recycled plastic that uh, is sourced within 30 miles of the ocean front so it's like plastic that's basically destined to end up in the ocean mm-hmm. and they make combine it with like their own thread and it makes like this recycled uh shoe that sounds weird because it's made out of plastic but it's also like a plastic fabric i suppose mm-hmm. um 
they're really great because they are not only sustainable, they are completely washable. Uh, if you ever need to get rid of them, you can like, I think you can recycle the shoe itself or wow. send them back or something like that. Uh, That's wild. I didn't know that. I think I could be wrong, but I... I this could I, be fake news. I might be making be that up, news. but um, it is made from recycled materials, so I feel like they have That's a system awesome. in place for if you do need to send them back. Yeah. Uh, and then our other one that we really like is Allbirds, mm-hmm. and they're also made from sustainable materials. I have two pairs of the vegan shoes, mm-hmm. and they are really comfortable, and I, also machine washable. Yes, I got mine in like May or June of last year, and they are almost the only shoe I have worn this entire year. Like I keep stalking their website because I want another pair, just mm-hmm. so at least I people think I have more shoes. Um, and so I'm just like kind of waiting for a, like a new color that I really like to pop up. Um, but I, they're so comfortable. I have the tree skippers, um, and they are, I'm obsessed with these shoes. Yeah. I wear mine all the time. Um, I have the tree skippers and the tree joggers. Um, they're just super, super comfortable. Yeah. The company's a B Corp and they also talk about like on their website if you go to down to the very bottom their footer there's a link our commitment and it talks about their carbon footprint and the things that they are actively doing to offset their carbon footprint um which i think is really cool so i i can like they're super cute but i can also like feel good about wearing them they also ship in the shoebox Yes, I really, really appreciate that because Does I also Rothy's do the same thing. Um, that they ship in this shoebox. I thought I heard they did. Maybe that's not. I right. don't remember. I have not gotten a pair in a while, so I I don't remember how they came. But I did order a pair of shoes recently that I needed for running, um, which I believe I talked about before. Um, the sprinkle shoes. The sprinkle shoes. Yeah, but they came in like three boxes Ugh, i hate that i hate, so <laughs> i hate that because it was like the shoe box uh-huh but then because it was like a special edition shoe they put it inside another they put like another no. box around it no. and then that box was a special box so you couldn't ship it in that box so they put it in another box for shipping nope and i was nope, like nope. what but, but why why would you do this <laughs> just there should be i feel like every single retailer should have a box that you check where you can just be like just send me the item yes in I, a puffer bag i yes or that's like basically what the least amount of boxes that you could possibly send me <laughs> i agree um yeah i i heard on something i think i was on a podcast i heard that there's some way that you can ask amazon to do that but i don't know if that's real and i don't know how to do it so i'll have to research more and come back and amazon definitely used to have it um i don't know if they still do because i have definitely gotten boxes that are inside boxes yeah that you could definitely have shipped it straight from that box um and so I don't know if they got rid of it because I remember when it came out and a bunch of people were up in arms because people like to buy gifts for each other. 
uh-huh. through Amazon. And uh-huh. so they were very concerned about the person seeing what the gift was because oh, you could see yeah, the label on yeah. the outside of the box and all of that nonsense, which is a silly, silly reason. It's a silly thing. Um, so I don't know that I've seen that option lately. They do still have the option to combine. If you're ordering multiple things, you can combine it into as few boxes as possible because otherwise oh, they will yeah. literally ship you everything separately. So annoying. Uh, but hopefully they do still have that setting. I will have to look because I really liked that option. Yeah, that would be nice. So super quick, because um, I know we've t- been talking for a long time about our all the hippie things we love. I did buy a swimsuit from Wild Isles. We talked with Kim in our fashion episode. It's the um, swimmer line that's made for ladies with big boobs, um, but it's made from like recycled fishing nets and it's a beautiful swimsuit. The quality is amazing and it the fit is beautiful. I highly recommend. It's expensive, but it I know it will also last me a really really long time. So, I'm super excited about that. And then also always want to encourage people to shop local, um, your local health food stores. If you have a co-op grocery, a lot of things there are going to be more environmentally conscious or um, sourced locally. Again, farmer's markets and then even just vintage and secondhand shops are great ways to be more eco-friendly um, and also support your local economy. So yeah, always something to think about. Yeah, and if you're at the grocery store and they have a bulk bin option, that is always a really, really good way to not only save on packaging, but save money. Absolutely. Love it. So now that we have run the gamut of some of our hippie loves, let's talk about joy. Megan, what is bringing you joy this week? Well, last week we went to an art show at my son's school and I was particularly excited about this art show because the whole concept was that the art classes painted portraits of animals that were up for adoption at the (gasps) animal shelter. I love it so much. And then... You could buy the pictures at the art show, and all the money that they raised went to the animal shelter. Oh, Isn't that my the God. sweetest thing ever? That is amazing and brilliant. I love it. It was so great. I have two of my very best friends are both art teachers, and I am absolutely going to tell them this idea. They should definitely do it. Um, so smart. I'm not sure how much money they raised, but... Uh, it's a really good way I mean, to raise the money because, like, is. what person's not going to buy the picture? Like, right. most people, I'm thinking, probably bought, like, their kid's picture. Uh, my son did not want to buy, want us <laughs> to buy his picture. He wanted to buy his friend's picture, Aww. which is fine. Um, but there was a huge line of people buying pictures, so I'm I sure mean, that they made a lot of money. let's say they made a few hundred bucks. Like, that is a, that can be a lot of cat food or dog food for a shelter so yeah you know even like a few hundred bucks can go a long way i love that i think that's a brilliant idea i'm totally sharing that with my friends because yeah. they're animal lovers and i think that's so cool i thought it was great too because it got the kids really excited about it uh and you know what they wanted to give back to the shelters and stuff and so i just thought it was i thought it was awesome yeah that's fantastic what about you 
Um. Well, I already talked about Love is Blind, so I'm not going to tell you that that's what's bringing me joy this week. <laughs> it definitely is. Um, I have been subsisting on a lot of iced tea lately, and I'm not going to lie to you, that is bringing me joy, and also the Starbucks drive through <laughs> <laughs> Spoken because, like a true parent. <laughs> yeah, I am discovering that I don't, like, getting out of the car to go into my cute coffee shop that I love so much to get my tea is a lot harder when I have her in the car with me and I've just gotten her to settle down because she loves when the car is going. Mm-hmm. So that Starbucks drive through kind of bringing me some joy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know that that's not probably the most environmentally friendly answer that I could give you, but right now that's where I'm at in my life. <laughs> I mean, there is a time and a place for everybody to be brewing their own iced tea at home. Yes. But the first few months of parenting are not it. You know what? My I was talking to one of my girlfriends. She's got three kids. And I remember when she was pregnant with her oldest, like she was really nauseous the first trimester. And her doctor was like, look, I don't care about nutrition for you right now. I just want you to eat. I don't care what you're eating. As long as you're eating, then mm-hmm. once you get to the second trimester, we can talk about nutrition. And that's sort of how I feel right now. It's yeah. like these first few months, I'm trying not to stew too much about what I'm eating. I'm just trying to make sure that I am eating. <laughs> Yes, exactly. (laughs) And drinking enough water. And then when we get to a point where we know what end is up, then I will go back to like, am I eating vegetables? Yes. Okay, cool. Good. Awesome. (laughs) Exactly. When I was pregnant with my first one, I was sick like all the time. And then I ended up eating basically Taco Bell like forever. (laughs) And as soon as he was born, I started going to farmer's markets and learning how to cook vegetables. So it's totally fine it all balances out it's all good so because i have this precious new life in my life uh we are actually going to take a break for a few weeks while i figure out this whole parenting thing yeah and hopefully we'll come up with some really awesome topics to talk with you guys yes so even though we're going to take a break we are going to take that time to plan out some awesome content line up some amazing guests um and of course we always want to hear from you guys if you have suggestions or are even interested in being featured yeah absolutely so until we are back leave us a review on apple podcasts listen to us on google play spotify stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts you can also follow us on social media at irsi podcast or send us an email at i'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com we love to hear from you guys talk to you soon